Hey skiers, welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Skiing Podcast. On today's show, you're going to meet Jeff Colt, who is the brand manager for ZipFit Liners. Yes, ski boot liners. We're talking ski boot liners today. Now, why would that be of interest? Well, in my own personal journey to become the best skier I can be, I've realized how important boot fit is. And part of good boot fit is actually how your liner fits and feels. And Ron LaMaster even sort of talked about liners being a low-pass filter. So they're going to be filtering out and giving your feet and legs different messages depending on the kind of materials used and fit. So I found this chat with Jeff really fascinating on a number of fronts. One, learning the history of Sven Kuma, the guy behind ZipFit liners. Now, this guy has uh, his fingerprints all over like ski boots in general, the modern plastic ski boot. He's been around from when it was leather and then they transitioned. The reason you'll find out why he got into liners uh, is in the show, so really interesting. Also, just the, the properties of materials and why certain materials are used in zip fit liners. What you'll feel putting on a zip fit liner versus another liner uh, in your ski boots. So that part's pretty interesting and why you maybe want to give it a try. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with Jeff and learn some more about the history of ski boots and the importance of having a great ski boot liner in your ski boots. Before we get started on the show, just a shout out to my company, Big Picture Skiing. If you haven't checked it out yet, our goal is to bring as much information detailed on all aspects of skiing, moguls, carving, short turns, off-piste, everything, the equipment setup and help you learn and teach yourself to become a better skier. It also supplements any ski coaches and instructors out there, helping you to further develop your knowledge and understanding of skiing and the drills and techniques used to make people get better. We're just about to launch days away from having an iOS app and Android app, so you'll be able to access videos offline, cast videos to your TV, as well as uh, join the ski community forum. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the interview with Jeff Colt from ZipFit Liners. Jeff, thank you very much for joining us on the Big Picture Skiing podcast. Now, what what are ZipFit Liners? And do you want to give like a little bit of backstory about how they started? Yeah, ZipFit Liners, um, company that in many ways was founded late 80s, early 90s out of... Uh, Footloose Ski Shop in Mammoth, California by Sven Coomer, but in many other ways, it's the culmination of Sven Coomer's 60 plus years of ski boot design and work um, around you know, lower leg and foot morphology and perfecting the foot positioning in a ski boot. Um, so a little bit more detail there, Sven Coomer um, got involved in ski boot design in like the late 60s. And he ended up really hitting gold uh, with Nordica Bacante in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, His first super successful design was the Nordica Sapporo, which was like the last really great leather boot. Um, And it also featured a high cuff. So when we think of ski boots today, that high cuff, that was the first, you know, boot to really showcase that design. Before that, ski boots, you know, they stopped kind of just above the ankle, like a hiking boot. Um, Around that time, Lang introduced the first plastic boot. Nordica asked Sven to take that same idea and try to put his expertise on it. And he ended up coming out with um, the, uh, I think both the the slalom from Nordica, the, the classic banana boot, 
which if you look up, you'll see a lot of great photos and posters of that boot, um, as well as eventually the Nordica Grand Prix. And the Nordica Grand Prix is the modern ski boot. It's what we know. Um, it's a four buckle hard plastic shell with a removable inner liner that has a power strap. It is the same mold that you know went on to be the Nordica Doberman that went on to be the Atomic Redster. It's the ski boot like today. Um, wow. So Sven's finger fingers have kind of touched that his fingerprints are all over ski boot design. Um, and when we made that switch from leather boots to plastic shell boots, he really felt like something was lost in the integrity, the feel, uh, and the durability of the boot. And that came from ski boot companies deciding to kind of shirk uh, the quality of that liner. Um, they were putting out a cheaper liner um, made of either open or closed cell foam that didn't have the professional touch of a boot maker. Um, so cobblers have been working in Montebluna, Italy for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, making the best boots in the world. And uh, the ski industry basically, you know, yeah, they continued making ski boot shells there and liners are still made there, but it took away the like actual skill of let's make a boot that is um, designed around the, the morphology of the lower leg. So it really has a feel like a really nice hiking boot has a different feel than, than a ski boot with a foam liner. Okay. So, so, so yeah. before like, I'm going to ask you a question before then, like, so there's that, this transition. It's great. You've started with history. I'm getting a good education here. Plastic boots are in liners are changing um how like what did Sven was he an engineer how did he get because is he Australian yeah Sven has a he's he's one of the true most interesting men in the world um he's uh born in Australia um kind of Scandinavian ancestry where the name Sven Coomer comes in there um and he ended up going to school yeah for um kind of product engineering and design and started initially working with Puma um, in like running shoes and track spikes and uh, went to RA Sweden for a spring break, I think his freshman or sophomore year at university and went skiing for the first time. And it was just like hard stop, met the love of his life. Everything else had to go. And he dove really, you know, uh, I guess, feet first into the ski industry. And um, he managed to end up, you know, training alongside the French national team, trying to figure out, you know, how skiers perfected their form. And when ski schools got, you know, kind of kicked off and started here in the US, he really brought his learnings from the French national team over, started ski schools um, in Utah, in California. Um, and, I think his love really was always product design though. Um, so yeah. his, his contributions to skiing have been pretty vast. Um, when the switch to the plastic boot happened, that also created, you know, what he is um, I guess best known for is like being the first boot fitter. So all of a sudden, when you switch to a plastic shell with this compromised liner that really isn't built for, for your leg, it's just a mold that that's the inception of boot fitting. So now we need boot fitters to actually uh, make these things work better because 
they're not made for anyone. They're made for like, you know, this, this average that doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. And so did he, uh, with the French team, do you know the name Georges Joubert? I don't, like, I'm sure Sven okay. does. And I'm yeah, sure I've, just, I've heard him say it at some point, but. I, he wrote this, this, it was a number of books. One of them is this old one, the uh, skiing and art, uh, a technique. Anyway, f- fascinating book. Um, he kind of came up with that term, like the, the Avelmont or like, you know, retraction type turn of the French were doing and winning world cups with at the time. So I just, it's funny. There's this seems like there's this interesting crossroads fan, like really interested in design. And cause, cause this guy, Georges, he talks a lot about the importance of the boot set up back with leather boots. And so there's obviously some influence there. Sven's probably had like, this must happen down in the foot for us to be able to ski well. And then he's involved with this evolution of plastic and it's like, Oh no, like there's some things that are not carrying over that, that we had from leather. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sven will probably give me some grief for if he listens to this for not knowing uh George Hubert, but um yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So then so then the the zip fit liner and was it called the zip fit liner is born? Um when in I think uh in Australia it might have initially had to be called the Sven fit because zip fit was already a trademark name, but elsewhere became zip fit and really he he started playing with how can we make this liner better? The first thing that Sven pioneered on the liner liner front was a foam injected liner. Um, What we think of as foam injection, the tubes going in, caustic foam being pumped in, it hardens. Unfortunately, you still have the same problem where once that foam hardens, it starts to compress and it'll eventually pack out. Um, Sven abandoned that, that concept. It's like, this isn't, this isn't, what I want as a solution. Um, I think more and more uh, materials research led him to cork and like the really amazing um, characteristics that cork cork has. Um, It's not like a crazy jump. Birkenstock's been around since the 1700s making a, you know, cork footbed shoe. Um, They've been used in footbeds as well, but uh, really what he was after was a material that was malleable and dynamic. So it could um, take the shape of your foot was thermodynamic. So it would actually take the shape of your foot naturally with heat applied to it, um, was vibration resistant. That is that plastic shell. Um, it actually heightens vibration. So something that could dampen vibrations and really that was resilient. That would not pack out if um, you left it out, it wouldn't dry out. It would hold its properties for an extended period of time. And um, he started using cork, I think, in the kind of mid or mid to late 90s. Um, so zip that was a thing before we were all in on, on cork liners. But um, yeah, this is really a, a mastermind's pet project out of Footloose Sports in Mammoth, California. Um, you know, Simultaneously, he was working on designing and um, kind of pioneering a over-the-counter footbed, which went on to be Superfeet. Um, so he's like, I don't think his brain's ever turned off on these yeah. topics. Um, Sounds proper like foot it. positioning, uh, how you know how that ankle should actually uh, you know be, whether 
there should be like more stiffness on the medial ankle and like these different components of skiing are always on his mind, even as a, you know, 82 year old who unfortunately hasn't skied in a couple of years now. Okay. So he, uh, he, so he started this, this liner company must've been pretty small and, um, and things, things grew. Now, who were the first adopters of this liner? Who, who in the ski world went, this is cool. That's a great question. You know, was it races? Yeah. Like, so Sven definitely came from a race heritage. Um, I think most zip fits were too much material. They were too much volume to fit um, in plug boots. So, well, that was really Sven's like origin, and you know, the genesis was to make the best race boot possible. Um, I think ski professionals, whether that's instructors, uh, ski patrollers, you know, coaches, folks who are out there in their ski boots all day long and couldn't sacrifice performance, but also were really demanding comfort and a product that actually was consistent year over year. Um, that's really the, the ZipFit customer and it, and it still is today. Um, I think there was a while where ZipFit was just kind of pigeonholed as like, you know, super high-end ski market. Um, you know, if you don't own a, a third or fourth home and like a Maserati, you probably don't own a ZipFit. Um, what we found when we kind of came in uh, and, and launched our website and started talking with more customers was the other story was like the hardened ski professional uh, who has been in their boots and skis hundreds of days a year has been skiing in ZipFit for a really long time. And um, in a lot of ways, they're our greatest word of mouth you know, proponent. Um, I that's agree. Really that's pretty much, that's, that's where I heard, uh, you know, uh, I have clients and, uh, and colleagues and stuff that rave about them and say, you know, they carry them over from, they buy a new shell, new boot. Yeah. They take that same ZipFit and, and it goes in and they actually even move that same ZipFit liner between a couple of different boots they might be like a free ride and a race boot in the one season which is pretty neat like you know you've got this 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 like high performance part of your boot setup that you can reuse and 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 take with you and and get that same feel hey i i love the the talk about the cork and how that material is chosen for all its properties can you talk about some because i know there's some other materials in the in a zip fit liner do you want to speak to the properties of those and why they they were chosen as well yeah yeah definitely happy to do so um so the original zip fit started leather exterior leather interior um these you know pouches around the ankles of the liner and the tongue um, that contained this malleable cork composite we call it omfit stands for one minute fit um, and, uh, that exterior leather turns out leather, um, it's really hard to get a consistent thickness on hides because hides are thicker in the middle and it's where, on, where it is on the animal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where we needed that durability, um, microfiber, which is, you know, basically a, a synthetic leather, um, proved to be better for the exterior of our liners. Um, the leather that's on the interior in certain zip fits um, is really, really fine and is sheened down to a one millimeter grade. It's 
the same uh, same leather that's used by Ferrari and you know these kind of super high end companies for uh, for car seats. Um, but then a reinforced kind of plastic cuff with um, a honeycomb coating, which again kind of helps grip to the actual boot itself and helps with uh, with vibration. And through the toe box, the real difference with a zip fit and it always comes up in conversations around volume is the toe box is made of neoprene and then inside is a thinsulate layer for added warmth and insulation and real like merino wool. Um, so the toe box of a zip fit, you know, when we think of the last of a boot, the widest point of the foot is like the most important part because our toe boxes are made of neoprene and merino wool, they actually conform to the skier's foot. So when we talk about the volume of a liner matching the volume of a boot, yes, the last of a boot typically dictates how that volume expands and extends through the, the midfoot, the ankle, the instep, and through the cuff. But with zip fits, um, we're not as concerned about like the width of your forefoot because the liner is gonna conform to it um, as you buckle down, it's not going to kind of billow out like a flat, um, you know, oval. It's, it's not going to create excess material along the sides of your feet or the sixth toe. It actually is just going to feel like a, an insulated sock. Um, so the volume we think of with zip fits comes from that cork fill in the midfoot through the ankle area. And, um, you know, that's really our goal is to match a skier, their foot, their boot with the right liner so that they can get the best foot positioning and therefore the best yep. power transfer, uh, ideally not cut off circulation to their toes, still be able to wiggle their toes because all of our proprioceptors and balance muscles are like, communicated to our toes. So if we're doing the old, you know, uh, downsize two and a half sizes and have your toes curled, yep. it's not helping your skiing. And it might take up less surface totally. area on the ski, but um, you're not doing yourself any favors. So the materials are chosen very carefully. Um, when I talk gonna, about can, zip it, sorry. I'm going to jump in there on, on the toe box thing because yeah. I, I haven't used a zip fit yet, but I've got one that's coming in the mail to try this season. I'm, I'm really keen. And I think one of the, the, like there was a few things that got me over the line, but the one of the main ones was the toe box area because I've got like a, for this season, I'm going to be using like a 92 Fisher, like 150 race boot that I've spent, I don't know how many hours grinding, punching, stretching. And so when I put my foot in it without the line or anything, it is like really perfect. It's snug, but really my toes don't get squashed. I don't get any pressure on any of the, the, the bony joints. However, the line that came with that is, is still in the 92 last that when I put on, I couldn't even stand 15 seconds in it. It was brutal. And the liner, I put that on, awful. And it, it even has a bit of neoprene, but what I can see what you're showing there, the neoprene on this boot liner compared to that, your one is like coming nearly almost more, yeah, more than halfway back can adapt. And so like, it makes total sense. And I was talking to my, my uh, co-coach Sam about this. He used to race world championships. He's like, man, we did all this work on our boots to widen and shape it. Yet we cannot really do much unless we just cut and hack apart the liners, which is what we, we normally do. So yes, like it's no brainer. I love that part about it. Yeah, and uh, I know we're we're hopping around a little bit here, but the, the liner I'm holding for listeners is is the Corsa, which is our race liner. And um, 
we we re kind of we gave this liner a facelift this year because it wasn't working for skiers and uh in a plug race boot um the liners that do come with plug race boots the super high-end ones the ones that world cup skiers use those liners are they're beautiful they can be really 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 nice a lot of them that come for more even the you know high-end rec boots um they are they're the liner itself is so narrow through the last that it's yeah it's uncomfortable and it's hard to even get a footbed in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, we, um, ZipFit has inherited these designs from Sven that are really amazing. And one of those is the last Sven designed a near perfect last that is used for all of our boots. Um, this is still built on a 98 last, but when you look at it compared to any of our other liners, it looks much, much thinner. And the reason being, we were able to um, look at both materials for the sole, the outsole, and then also the strobe stitch that combines the sidewalls of the liner to the outsole to try to just take up less space um, and create, you know, upwards of four or five millimeters of space through the forefoot, width-wise, height-wise, through the midfoot, so that, you know, when we were testing and prototyping this liner over, uh, we got to go over for um, the Hanencom and Cortina last winter, like skiing in a plug boot as someone who hasn't been racing for over a decade, it's super uncomfortable. It's not fun. Um, and it's really easy to like, be like, all right, this isn't working. Like, I don't even think I can do a run in this. Um, and to get to that place where, all right, this is actually working great. Not only can I ski in this all day and feel comfortable? Cause you're really not supposed to feel comfortable in a plug boot. Um, like those who subject themselves to that either have super narrow feet and are in that, you know, five or 10% of really narrow feet or they're, they're racers. And like anyone who buys a plug boot, I'd say, you know, over 50% of the skiers are going to adjust the toe box in some way. They're going to grind it out. They're going to blow it out. They need to do something to make it compatible with them because that boot is not really designed for human feet, uh, point blank. So um, getting to that point where, wow, I can ski in this boot all day and not be you know, actually screaming and then switching back to my normal zip fit setup and like a, a rec boot, like a Technica Cochise and feeling like I was totally out of control and that I actually wanted to be yeah. in this like Corsa race liner and the plug boot, that was kind of like, all right, things clicked. We're like, we yeah. made the appropriate adjustments to actually have a, have a liner that, you know, if we're a performance brand, we now have a liner that speaks to the highest end of that performance market, which is, you know, eventually, hopefully ra like racers who are on the world cup. Um, so yeah, the, that's cool. So that's the, the liner the I've ordered, right? Huge, that's yeah, that's this the is what you ordered. And yeah. uh yeah, the the toe box coming all the way back. Like when we talk about zip fit, um zip fit is currently three people. There's our Thomas in uh in Italy and Chris and I here in Carbondale, Colorado. Um zip fit also very much includes Sven, Mary, our distributor, all of our dealers. You know, we when we say we, uh it is just bigger than um a, a couple of us but ZipFit as a as a full brand you know all of these stitches all of the design this is Sven's design 
um, any alterations we've made have been like, all right, you know, we know that Sven elected to put, you know, the toe box kind of switching to neoprene back here, whether that's to accommodate sixth toe pain or for like whatever reasons, he did that. And like when we talk to him about it and ask about making alterations, he'll go deep into like explaining why why that was thought through. Um, you know, there's this three-legged stool of stability from the heel to the ball of the foot and the fifth metatarsal. And if all three of those points are secure and in good contact with the footbed and not moving around either up or down or laterally, the toes should be able to wiggle and you'll have full power transmission. And so like when we think of zip fits, quirk is not the only magic ingredient. It's, it might be the, you know, the active ingredient, but without pairing it with all of other, like Sven's other kind of design implementations, it's the really, it's the whole package that makes, um, makes this inner boot ski so well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So on that, have they always then had lace up a lace up style liner? And is there yeah, a reason and, behind that? Yeah. The lace up and the power strap. Um, yeah. When you lace up. So if you think of your foot in a ski boot shell um, and you just buckle it down, if your foot's not secure within the liner, it's not going to be secure within the ski boot shell. And you can cram those buckles down and tighten them up a lot. It's going to cause pain over your instep. You're likely going to be in discomfort and your foot still might not be secure. So you still might have heel lift um, or, you know, some movement through, through the midfoot. If you Quick address thing, that, that would just be like wet putting on like big socks inside and like a well-fitted, like the right size shoe, right? It's never going to feel right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, going to so, have kind of the precision or like actual right positioning. Um, so we really think of the zip fit or the inner boot as the connection to the ski. Um, the shell is great. The shell is what holds things together, but that's a, a hard, rigid material. Um, if you put hard and rigid against your shin bone, your malleolus, your heel, like other hard, rigid things, it's not going to be comfortable. So the connection to the ski is the inner boot. And if you position your foot properly, you lace it up, you pull this entire midfoot and heel down and back um, through the cuff, you make it nice and secure, hugging that leg. Then when you go to buckle your shell, ideally you actually are just, you know, securing it. You're not, you're not cranking down on the buckles. You shouldn't need to be. Um, your foot is not moving within the inner boot. Um, so then that outer boot, the, the ski boot shell that we know of, um, that's serving its purpose, which is connecting the inner boot to the binding. Um, and that, that harkens back to Sven's, you know, initial uh, unrest with the ski boot industry was like his designs were being taken and all of the important insides, like what everything felt like was kind of being overlooked and the marketing team was getting to you know, spend more money making the boat look flashy. Um, so from like concepts like the Reikley Flexon race, which was Sven's concept, you know, that boot actually got kind of Frankenstein um, from his original design because uh, you know, once it left his hands, it it ended up, you know, eventually in the marketing's hands. Um, yeah, yeah like okay. a lot of it just comes down to foot positioning. Yeah. And so that's why you've got 
the laces Lacing, there. power strap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise that you don't get that nice connection and, and, and snug fit with the inner part of the boot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you're serious about stepping up your skiing skills, listen up. I've been working closely with the Carve team for over four years and they've just unveiled a groundbreaking feature, Active Coaching Mode. And here's the lowdown. Launch it at the top of your run and go through a quick calibration with 10 turns and it sets a baseline just below your current skill level. From there, every turn is a challenge, adapting on the fly to your skill, terrain and conditions. No fluff, just a gamified experience pushing you to ski better every turn. It does this by using a super thin insole lined with small pressure sensors and motion detectors. It's like having a personal coach analyzing your every move. And here's the sweet part. If you hit a hot streak with excellent form and you're in for double or triple points, it's addictive, rewarding. Like I said, it's a very gamified experience and it transforms every run into a step towards better skiing. If you're intrigued, and you should be, check out Carve and dive into active coaching mode. Just Google Get Carve to find out more and as a bonus, enter code GELLY15 to take 15% off. It's amazing. I've heard from the Carve team that now nearly over a third of the users are using active coaching mode when they go out and ski with it. So why not give it a try yourself? Jeff, what, what you were telling me briefly, the story about how, like, why, why are you working for ZipFit? Do you want to, do you want to get into that? And maybe a bit about, about yourself. Like, what, are you a skier? Do you, like, consider yourself... Uh, you know yeah what's your story yeah um thanks tom i i often am told that my my toast falls butter side up and that like things fall in my lap in a really nice nice way and i don't think that's more true you know anywhere than with zip fit um i grew up skiing in new hampshire i grew up as a ski meister so racing alpine racing nordic doing ski jumping um really hope to ski in college. I actually, uh, I had a compression fracture of L4 and L5 in my back ski jumping at uh, US Nationals, like senior year of high school. And at that point, um, I think ski racing and continuing to compete in skiing wasn't, wasn't as much of a reality. So um, I switched to teleskiing for six years because it was a lot less impact on my back and more comfortable on my knees, like just in terms of I could, I could load bear there without any issues. Um, so I patrolled for six years in Vermont, um, have always kind of worked in or around the ski industry. I uh, went on from there to do public relations uh, for Black Diamond Equipment for a little while through an agency here in, uh, in Carbondale, Colorado, um, Backbone Media, great, great folks there. And um, went on from there, I worked with Protect Our Winners for a bit going into the 2020 campaign season and election. Um, and it was that time that uh, my business partner, Chris, called me to inquire if I wanted to work with ZipFit. Um, and you know, my first interaction with ZipFit was five years earlier or so. Um, I met Sven Coomer and his wife, Mary Dominic, who's Chris's grandmother, um, at their house up in Aspen just afternoon hanging out and what was a pretty like fun, casual afternoon hanging out somehow morphed into my business partner, Chris accidentally poisoning himself and his stepmother and them going to the hospital to get like checked out and me in the garage talking to Sven for like three hours about ski boots. And 
like for someone who hadn't heard of Sven, you know, I grew up in New Hampshire, skiing's all around my family. Um, we've either all been coaches or are still coaches. Um, to have this guy tell me like that, like, oh yeah, the power strap. I invented that with this model. And like, oh, the spoiler, like that's because, you know, we used to put popsicle depressors or like tongue depressors against our calves to like stiffen up the boot. And people said it was spoiling the boot. And like, you just had all of this knowledge that he dropped on me. And I'm wow. like scratching my head thinking like, yeah, sign me up. Like, can I work? I have for to you? work like, with this guy. Yeah. yeah like this guy's like a how, knowledge How can I work with Zip? Bomb. And yeah. uh, he basically was like, either disinterested or not paying attention and um you know three and a half years went by and didn't hear anything really from zip it and then uh yeah chris called say, me and was like hold that thought because i should say like you were telling me zip fit used to be i mean when sven surrounded it was it was just a landline number so we're, yeah, we're not yeah, like, so, like he has all these brilliant ideas but it was probably really hard for the world to access a zip fit lineup because all his efforts are put into making great designs and making sure that's happening, right? Not business. And so yeah, he's and like, not probably not getting what you you're like, Hey, I could probably help with this side of things. Yeah. I want to help with the business side. And he's thinking just about boot fitting and, uh, and foot positioning. Um, <laughs> there, there have been a couple of folks, uh, you know, the distributor here in the U S Charlie Webb who brought atomic and now, you know, still works with Kappa with lucky with, um, with ZipFit, with a bunch of brands, uh, Charlie, in many ways, kept ZipFit alive for the whole, you know, early two thousands. Uh, and um, certain certain boot fitters, um, like Buck Brown and Olympic Bootworks out in in Truckee, uh, Tahoe area, comes to mind. Like he fit an entire generation of skiers and ZipFits, and like, you know, those couple boot fitters in a lot of ways kept the brand afloat beyond just word of mouth and. Um, it really was a landline company. So when we came on in 2020, the conversation was like, all right, how do we like, how do we take this company from being a landline to maybe having a presence online and do so without, you know, upsetting our current ski boot deal, like, you know, uh, ski shops who, who sell zip fits and can actually, you know, make an effort to raise public awareness around a really, really cool brand, um, that, for the most part, unless you're deep in ski forums, you likely did not hear about, um, even though it's, you know, coming up on 30 plus years old. Um, it's just, you know, was not a, a name brand in a market that like was really dominated and still is by, by intuition. Um, even after intuition, you know, people maybe have heard of CDUS because they also do great footbeds. Maybe um, folks have heard of, you know, another liner company here or there, but ZipFit was was not talked about that much beyond those who had actually skied in ZipFits and and were really doing the hard work for us and and spreading the message. So yeah, we we came on board just over two years ago um, with some remnant inventory. We asked for a customer list and we had like pieces of paper with like names and addresses and phone numbers. And we're like, do you guys get any emails? Like, <laughs> no like what would we need the email for and you know in today's like e-com world like email addresses are are gold uh it's like nope like the customer list we have was like phone numbers and names and uh where you know 
where their liners were shipped to. And that was, you know, our, our matriarch, Mary Dominic, like taking a single pair of liners to UPS, driving it down there, giving them the piece of paper with the address and the liner would go out. And a couple of weeks later, she'd get a check in the mail. And that was like down home that was the process. Um, in, in a really it. great way. So when we connect with those customers who had the opportunity to work with Mary or Sven a decade ago, um, and are maybe just coming back for their for their second pair of zip fits, like they rave about it. And it's so cool yeah. for us to hear. And it reminds us of like why we're doing what we're doing and like how important that element of customer service and uh, really treating people like people, how important yeah. that is. Yeah, because I've uh, speaking with some clients, they 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 rave about about the fit and feel and the difference of a zip fit liner compared to the liner that came in their boots. Can you try and describe like your first couple of experiences, maybe even like that one, probably even the race boot in uh, in Europe sort of feeling like what what would people go? be able to say yes i feel this is different about a zip fit versus a normal one like yeah do you want to share insight yeah. into that i i almost just want to share this one testimonial from uh this skier ben sims in colorado who like dialed it down to like you know all of a sudden i could ski a steep mobile mogul run with like without hesitation or like movement within my boots and i had this like ultimate sense of control but that's like that's his experience for me. Um, I kind of came into ZipFit like I really had a ton of respect and revered Sven. I could see that the product was different and really interesting, but I'm also like a no BS. Like I don't like gimmicks in, in like the ski industry. Like if you put something like some technology on your ski and you say it's revolutionary and it doesn't do anything, like I'll call it out. And I'm not, I'm not for that. Um, you know, there's a, a pretty good proven recipe of what works in skiing. So my first experience with ZipFit, like I was like, all right, what's this going to be like? And, um, I think foam liners that come in ski boots, stock liners that come in ski boots, they're meant to feel good at first feel. They're like meant to feel plush when you put the boot on, when you pick the boot up, it's nice and like squishy, comfortable. Um, and from there they get kind of worse every day as they pack out. I put a zip fit on and I was like, okay. So like things feel pretty tight around my midfoot, um, especially around my Achilles. Uh, like my Achilles, I can definitely not move my heel at all, but there's like pressure on my Achilles. I have a little bit of a taller instep. I could feel some instep pressure, even like, you know, think a lot of skiers who end up in zip fits, they no longer unbuckle their boots when they're getting on the lift every time. Like that's a habit I've had since I was six years old or whatnot. Um, I still felt like I wanted to unbuckle the lower buckles cause I had some instep pressure and, um, yeah, Sven basically was like, well, you got to ski it. Like we can, we can warm it up more and do that here. But like skiing in the liner is the motion and the movement that's going to push that dynamic cork from areas of high pressure, like pressure points into voids in the liner. So it's, it's doing it, you know, twofold uh, favor for you. It's relieving pressure points. And then it's also putting cork in areas where there's room, thus enhancing the fit even better. And, um, first day out skiing, it's like, I feel like I had grown accustomed to like some 
medial ankle collapse, my inside ankle like collapsing a little bit or like some play in my toe box and like, okay, I don't have any of that. Like, all right, when I'm like pressing forward, all right, there, there's definitely no heel lift, but I still had a little pressure over my instep. And for me, I, I do a lot of our design work. So I'm now probably seven or eight pairs of zip fits. I've, you know, actually skied to break them in and, and get to the point of like, are they compatible with this kind of target boot? Um, it's always like two days of skiing with a little bit of pressure point third day, it clicks, everything's like totally gravy and it's great every day after that. Um, and I've like developed my own habits in terms of putting the liners on and taking them off and how I interact with the shell in that way. Um, zip fit. And, you know, we, we stand by Sven. Sven's like, his word is, is, a uh, the word in a lot of ways um, among SIPFIT because the designs are really phenomenal and he recommends lacing up the liner first and then, you know, stepping out of the boot and unlacing the liner. As a customer buys the boot, they start to learn what works for them. Um, but having a, an inner boot that really like positions your foot in the right area and getting the full power transfer, the, the most like revelatory thought I had while working on the course of design over in, uh, in Italy was like, we hit this point when we thickened up the top of the tongue a little bit, um, basically, so it had a more immediate engagement with the shin. So there wasn't really yeah. space there. Um, and it no longer felt like I was pressuring the front of my boots to then get my skis out from under me and then giving like lateral pressure. I actually just, I felt like as I, came into the turn, I could just push down and out as hard as I wanted. And like the, there was no loss in that like power transfer, the, the almost like shifting into fourth to go up into fifth with that, like, you know, forward pressure into the boot and then get the skis out to the side. Uh, yep. It almost just seemed like there was, you know, that, that was no longer like there. It was just laying them on edge um, in this really uniform pressure that I hadn't experienced in a ski boot before. I like got to the bottom, like kind of laughing with joy, like Thomas, this is it. Like, that's the feeling. Um, and there's Unreal. like, when we talk to our customers, we try to like hone in on what gets that customer fired up. And like, if we ask like, hey, are you searching for the like perfect turn? And someone's eyes light up, we're like, all right. Like World Cup Sidewinder or the Corsa, maybe the Gara, depending on where you live. Like you're really going to dig this. Um, or, you know, is it, is it shin bang? Is it toe bang that like you're trying to avoid on like big landings and stuff? Like, all right, like look at the, the Gara HV maybe, or like one of these other things, but trying to, trying to meet people where they're at. Um, we, we know skiing and like, we want to make skiing better for everyone. And, uh, we do think we've got like, you know, the, the product mix to make it happen. <laughs> that's probably a good point there because we've kind of focused a bit on this Corsa one, which is, is the new one this year, more for plug race boots and stuff. There's a lineup depending on what the person's goal is and the kind of boot they're already in. And I think it's pretty cool when you go to your site, you can actually, you, you go through a little form of, of checks and they, you ask us questions like how do you ski? How many days? And what sort of boot are you in? And what size is it? So that, so there's a selection range, isn't there? Do you want to maybe give a little talk on like what 
they're sort of like pointed at, I guess the, uh, yeah, the different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that the fit quiz is cool. That has been a lot of work. Uh, and for, you know, the last 18 months, it was Chris and I responding just with like long form pros to everyone who inquired. Uh, and now we've automated it a little bit, but we're still, we're still very much involved in, in that, uh, recommendation process. Um, you know, we'll talk to a patroller and they'll be like, Hey, I want my boots to perform well. But like, the main thing is like, I don't want my gear to beat me up anymore. And like, I just want a forgiving ride when it comes to the end of the day, but I don't want my foot moving like in the boot. And like, when we hear that, like the free ride, which has this fluted cuff and a flexible cuff and, uh, just all together, you know, you ski in that boot all day. You don't, you don't feel like it's cutting into your shins at all or your uh, calves at all or forcing you to be in like that forward position nonstop, especially if you're working around the mountain. Like, so if you grab that, a, that, 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 the liner behind you, what's the, the, yeah. the floating cuff thing? What's the difference? The fluted cuff, basically, oh, fluted, I, sorry. Recommend, yeah. I recommend folks go to our website, zipfit.com and check it out. But basically it has um, incisions like in different places on the cuff, so it, it splays out um, and it's a neoprene interior liner. So the the Corsa, um, the World Cup Sidewinder, and then this new liner we're launching kind of with, with patrollers and working professionals in mind called the Workhorse. Those all feature a leather interior or leather mixed interior. The great part about leather, like it holds your foot in place like no other. Um, and if you've ever, you know, worn a leather baseball mitt, like as that breaks in, it really takes the form of your, you know, ankles, your shin. It's going to reflect the the morphology of your lower leg and foot. The, yeah, like that, like Hestra gloves. Like I love Hestra, yeah. right? Like you just, yeah. they, they can So the flip side is if a skier tells us that like they have a hard time putting their boots on to begin with, they are always putting their boots on in the parking lot at Alta and it's like slippery and stuff, the leather interior might not be for them because leather has a higher friction and coefficient. It's what holds that ankle and heel in place better. It also is way harder to get your foot into. Like you have to be more calculated and loosen up the liner a lot to get your foot in. Um, with our leather interior liners, like if your preference is to leave the liner in the boot and step into the boot with the liner in there, it's not really possible. Um, the leather is just too grippy. Um, so neoprene is the material we use for our other liners and our kind of bread and butter is called the Gara. We have a low volume Gara and a high volume Gara. It's kind of for that, like aggressive, wants a forward stance skier, um, a little bit of cushion with the, the neoprene inside, uh, cozy toe box with that Merino wool. All of our liners have that Merino wool. Um, but the Gara really was like, you know, it's designed for something like the um, RS, you know, 130 LV or RS 120 LV, something like in that 97, 98 millimeter last uh, performance Alpine shell. And um, the the main difference is I think that Gara skis really well, like in variable conditions, whereas our race liners are a little bit stiffer and they kind of hold you. They almost want to make it so like you're, you're really just going rail to rail on a carving. Um, yep. So the Gara is our best-selling product. Um, and then I mentioned that free ride, which has that 
that fluted cuff. The uh, the one I haven't mentioned is the World Cup Sidewinder, and on the inside of the liner, so inside ankle, it has a stiffened piece of plastic all the way down to the floor of the boot, so to the sole. So that entire inside edge is actually stiffened. So that the World Cup Sidewinder adds significant stiffness to a boot. Um, if you know, maybe most zip fits make a 130 boot ski how you'd hope it would ski, or like a 150 boot ski how you'd hope it would ski, the World Cup Sidewinder is going to make it ski stiffer. Um, and the thought there is, uh, I wish I could just like lean back and show you my feet, but basically the, the outside of our feet, I'll do a good job for people listening. The outside yeah. of our feet are really meant for like pressing. If you think of doing a leg press, what part of your foot is really the force that's driving that plate back up? It's the outside of your foot. The lateral inside lashes. of your foot. Yep. The lateral. Yeah. Exactly. The inside of your foot, Sven calls it the monkey foot. Um, the inside of your foot, it's meant to rotate in to climb trees. So when you think of, you know, that inside edge of your foot, if you're trying to climb something like a flagpole or a tree, you know, like, yeah, your foot turns outwards, our medial ankles naturally collapse. That's how they're designed. Now think about skiing. You're taking, you know, both feet, putting them parallel, pressing the same direction. Well, the outside of your foot, the like the the part of your foot the that's supposed part. to be pressing hard, the strong part, that's your inside edge. Like that's not the part that we're hammering down on as hard as possible. Almost all of our pressure is on that downhill ski, which is the medial side of the foot, the monkey foot. So by reducing that medial ankle collapse, what you're getting is a more uniform, just full transfer of energy to the ski. Um, so in so many ways, the World Cup Sidewinder is Sven's, you know, like penultimate uh, design. It's, it's phenomenal. It's our, you know, um, our like kind of highest end liner. It also might be the liner with like the narrowest audience. Um, it's a little bit too much volume for active racers who are likely in like a plug boot or 92, mm -hmm. you know, 91, 93 last boot. Um, it might work for like skiers and something like the Raptor, like 95, 96 last. Um, but it really comes down to like masters racers often just love the sidewinder and same with like, instructors who are kind of high-end like psia level three who like maybe ski a lot of hard snow like demonstrating today. like yeah how to maybe yeah east coast like or something uh how to demonstrate like the perfect carve that's the world cup sidewinder audience um which is a shame it's an amazing experience i i hope we get to a point in growth where uh we have our liners out there to demo because skiing in the sidewinder is like wow, like I can get way more out of these turns uh, with this. But when you take that into variable conditions, moguls, any type of like terrain- but You don't you want as much, you want a bit of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's too you much. Need, you want that little bit, um, it's it's too much. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the, the you know, like full rundown of our lineup. Um, you know, our job is really like helping skiers select the right product for their foot and their boot and um we think uh, we think we make it 
Um, so like we, we want to work with that customer and we have customers who come back and say, Hey, like I skied three days on this. And I think it's, I think it's too much volume or, or like my foot's still moving around a little bit and we'll work with them to swap out maybe that uh, low volume liner for a higher volume liner or um, whatnot. And uh, as we continue to, yeah, try to spread the word on ZipFit, um, we work with a lot of the best boot fitters worldwide. And uh, ideally it means that customers can pop into their local boot fitter and um, check out ZipFit in person because uh, it's one thing to yeah, have a really great fitting, yeah, really great fitting like boot for a season. It's another to have that same consistent fit for 800 days on snow. Um, and we've yeah. got a couple of skiers who are well over 1500 days in the same liner. And like, I'm sure those things smell bad. Wow. But, uh, but <laughs> they like, love that's, how they feel. Yeah. They love how they feel. And that's, that's really cool. So as I said, toast falls butter side up. Like I, I feel like, you know, in some ways I manifested like really wanting to work with this brand. And one day my phone just rang and it was like, all right, we're doing it. Like, let's go. Um, and it's been nothing but a really, really cool adventure so far. And, um, I, we got to design a touring liner last year. So that was the one liner I, I emitted was the GFT, which, uh, we worked with some of the, the best mountaineers and, uh, kind of uphill athletes in the world to create a liner that, that skis downhill as well as any of our other zip fits, but has a better range of motion on the uphill and prevents friction and, and like blistering through your heel for uphill movement. So yeah, it's been Sweet. cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I should say uh, at this point, if people, people are now interested, the best places is zipfit.com to go to. Yeah. To check it out. Um, tell us what you think of the website too. We're still like, we're, we've been working really hard on it all, all uh, summer and fall and our, our web design team uh, and development team would love to hear any feedback, but um, yeah, we've got a dealer list on there. So you can find your local ski shop that might carry zip fits. Um, we're working hard in, in North America to just have a more uniform presence for our products in, uh, in Australia and New Zealand, you know, there's only a couple shops, but they, they are there. Um, so, uh, check out zipfit.com through Europe where we're growing quite a bit as well. Um, and if you have a chance to get them on your feet, I think you'll, you'll understand when I say like, they feel different. Um, yeah, I'm, it's I'm a, really... it's a different experience. Yeah, I'm I'm very keen that they're uh they're gonna be waiting for me in in America for when I land just after Christmas. So I I'll I'll definitely be in touch to let you know. And uh and it's great to know that that one day, two day around day three, like like wait, let it let it sort of sink in around then you're looking for like the fit to really be kind of refined. Yeah, we um we make a product that's customizable. So like all of our liners you can add more cork to. If you have a, a narrow foot and even our high volume liners, not enough to really keep your foot secure, even in a low volume shell, um, you, know, you can add more cork material to the tongues, um, to the ankle ports. So there's, there's access ports um, kind of over each insep in the liner, yeah. um, as well as see that. behind the tongue in the top. Um, so you can add more material and dial in that fit. And again, like cork doesn't harden. So it's not like a one and done foam injection. 
if it didn't set right, if you weren't perfectly still, like tough luck, um, work on it, tweak it. Like if you like working on your own ski stuff, if you like tuning your own skis, if you like whatever it is, like we encourage you to play. Exactly. <laughs> we encourage you to play with your liners and your boots and swap them between different shells. Um, like, you know, if, if you think, you know, this liner, when you get your liner, Tom, if it's not the right fit for that, uh, like new podium boot or whatever from Fisher, like maybe try it in a 95 last boot and see yeah. how it feels in there and, and play around with it. Um, I know a lot of folks aren't in a position where they own a suite of ski boots. Uh, but, um, ideally I think we can, we can get the right liner and the right fit adjustment, uh, to make your skiing just a lot, a lot happier. Um, yeah, and yeah. that means performance, comfort, and like consistency in, yeah. uh, in the boot feel every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks so much. It's been a, a really cool chat. I've, I've enjoyed hearing some of the history where Sven came from just sort of what goes into a, into a premium liner like this. Like, thanks so much for your, for your time. And, and uh, hopefully it helps some people out there find, find some, some more enjoyment and, and a better comfortable experience in, in their ski boots. Yeah. Well, Tom, you'll have to do a little follow-up after you ski your zip fits and um, let people know what you think, but um, absolutely. Thanks for having me on uh, and appreciate all the work you do, both uh, spreading, spreading love in the ski industry and also uh, um, yeah making people feel more confident on their skis. Thanks very much. Some of you may already know that I've been advising Carve and working with the team for some time now. And this year, the team has come up with probably some of the most exciting developments to date. They've been working on representing the most fun parts of skiing in their system. They've developed three brand new metrics, progressive edging, early weight transfer, and one that measures the G-force in a turn. And that one, I have to say, I got to try it out this winter in Australia, and that is really fun. This new addition is going to be incredible for anyone who's looking to really push their skiing up a notch. Now, what's even more interesting for this year is the system now detects what terrain you're on and pulls that into your ski IQ score. This is a huge change and a great upgrade because sometimes it would only really score well if you were skiing on perfectly groomed snow. Now it's going to accommodate and adjust whether you're skiing in steeper slopes, more chopped up snow or firmer snow. So this is a very big change that I think is massive kudos to the team to keep pushing and progressing the app even further. If you're the kind of skier that is looking for a tool to help push your technique that little bit further, then you should definitely check out what Carve can do. Use the code GELLY15, that's G-E-L-L-I-E-1-5, to get 15% off for the next two weeks.